You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 145. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, an educator, a Dave Ramsey smart investor pro and a wealth advisor. It is great to be with you today. And today's episode is how to win with money in your marriage. But before we get to the topic of the day, are you a longtime listener. And if you are, I would greatly appreciate it if you would go to Apple Podcasts or that purple little podcast app on your phone and leave Best in Wealth a review. That would allow other people to reach the show, to find the show more easily, and we can have more listeners and develop more family stewards. I would greatly appreciate that. Now, how are you surviving coronavirus? These times that we're in that are different. One thing that's going on is that the stock market has actually taken a nice jump in the second quarter. We're almost two months in to the second quarter and large company stocks in the U.S., they're up over 14% right now. Small is up even more. In fact, all the asset classes are up, even international and emerging to a lesser degree, and all the short-term bond asset classes that we talk about. The markets are doing better, but be careful. Do not let your guard down. We don't know what's going to happen in the next week or month or later this year, even next year. I mean, a lot of it's going to depend on how quickly can we actually get the economy rolling. Just because things are opening up doesn't mean that the economy is firing on all cylinders. And what if we see some sort of a big second spike and we completely shut down again? Now, I don't say all this to get you worried. I say it because discipline will likely continue to play a key role in your financial future. I mean, we're all tired of staying at home change so much change has been going on in our lives and and people like we're just not good with change kids are wearing on us home schooling and school at home and all of this business that's going on as the schools are closed it is stressful tensions might be greater with your spouse right now you might be scared about losing your job i mean This is all things that go down in a recession. This is common. 
But you as a family steward, you have to stay strong. You must stay disciplined in this time that we're in right now. All of these things are common in a recession. Your family is counting on you. You may not have asked to be the family steward in your family, but you have assumed the role. So as the markets continue to do what they're going to do, we may not have seen the bottom yet. We may have, but we may not have seen the bottom. But you need to keep strong. You need to keep investing if you're still working and you need to stay disciplined in all of the asset classes and stay true to your investment policy statement. Let's get to the... Topic of the day. All right. The topic of the day is how to win with money with your spouse. Why wouldn't you win with money? Well, maybe because you're fighting with your spouse about money. But why would you fight? There are three reasons or three most common areas in your life of why you would be fighting with your spouse about money. And the very first one is debt. This is huge because it can't be ignored. And research shows that the higher your debt is, the more of a chance that you're fighting with your spouse. I mean, years and years ago, I was in thousands of dollars in debt early in my marriage. It was stressful. And stress, it never helps anything. It doesn't help you in your job. It doesn't help you being a parent. It doesn't help you being a spouse. Debt breeds stress. And when you have a lot of debt, you have a ton of stress. People that have a lot of stress often fight about money. The number two reason is that People have different values. I mean, everybody wants comfort in their life, but different people experience comfort in different ways. One of you in the marriage might feel comfort in the now, might want to have a nice home, have kids with nice clothes or expensive activities, may want to go to nice restaurants. You know, I pick on my wife a lot. One of the reasons why she says she doesn't listen to the show is she thinks that I pick on her too much. And I really don't think that I do, but I think there was an episode or two that she listened to where I may have just crossed the line just a little bit. But between us, she likes more comfort now. Vacations are huge for her. And I'm not one, I'm not really big on vacations. I'm more of a homebody, but I understand that vacations are important, especially that they're very important for her. But for me, I don't need to go on an expensive vacation. I'm fine just going camping in Northern Wisconsin, but other people feel comfortable like my wife taking big vacations that brings comfort to them. Now, other people, and I'm more on this side, they feel comfort by savings. A large bank account is comforting. Investing a lot in your 401k 
is comforting. There was a point in time when my wife was working part-time and we managed, or I should say I managed, so that her take-home pay was about six bucks because we had the HSA coming out of her check. We had as much as we possibly could uh, going into her retirement. There was a pension and we had insurance coming out of there. Her check every two weeks, I kid you not, was about six dollars because I find comfort in saving. Now, neither one of us is wrong. We just find comfort in different places, and you might too. Now, the third reason why people in their marriage are fighting about money is that one earns and the other spends. That dreaded one spouse income. Or I see just as much if there's a big disparity in the incomes when one spouse is making a lot more than the other. Because you know what happens then? The one that's making all the money or most of the money, they start using terms like I and me. This is my money. Why are you spending my money? Why didn't you talk about me before you spent my money? Do not get caught in this. You are all in this together. Okay, both of you, it is we, it is our money. If you start using the me's in the eyes, you will build an incredible wall between you. So those are the three big ones. And it's important to know what they are so that we can start to build a defense against those. Because now that we know what people do when they're not winning with money, let's look at how we can win with money. And even if you're not fighting with your spouse about money, you can strengthen how you communicate about money by following these four simple strategies that I'm going to go through in just a minute. I have counseled couples, you know, being a financial advisor, sometimes I feel as though I'm a counselor as well, even though I'm not a certified psychologist, but people will sit across me, a husband and a wife, during one of our initial meetings, and I will just see them begin to disagree, sometimes all out fighting. I've had to up and leave before. Sometimes the body language or just a look or some sort of communication where they're just not on the same page. Now, Other couples come and it seems like they're on an awesome page, like they are winning with money, but we still find a thing or two where they can communicate better about money. So here are the four simple strategies that you can use as you are talking and working with your spouse about money. And the first strategy is listen. I mean, you really have to listen to each other. What are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? What are your dreams? When do you want to retire? What is important to you? What will bring you comfort? And maybe spending too much on comfort now or saving too much on comfort later, you are doing because something else is missing. I mean, you really need to listen. I'm talking about holding hands and locking knees, listening. And sometimes the best way to start this conversation is to set a money date. 
Make sure you're calling it a money date before the date actually begins. And I love this idea because the setting absolutely has to be right. Because if there's a lot of tension with you and your spouse about money, you better have the right setting. I mean, let's not talk about money and bring up the subject while the kids are fighting in the next room or there's dishes in the sink or the whole house is a mess. No, we have to find a good setting. So a money date is perfect in setting aside time for each other to talk so the other can just listen. If it doesn't start with listening, you're going to have a really difficult time winning with money because each of you comes from a different family of origin. The way each of you even thinks about what money means has a totally different definition, which eventually comes back to this comfort. What will bring you comfort? And as you start listening, there might be things that you can do to provide other ways of comfort to your spouse just by listening. All right. The number two strategy is respect. You need to really respect what you just heard from your spouse. Just because something isn't important to you doesn't mean it isn't important to your spouse. You are in this together. You love each other And part of this respect is not keeping any secrets, especially money secrets. And I have seen this before. If you're hiding your spending, come out with it because this is your time. If the setting is right, your spouse is really listening. Come out with any spending that you're hiding. Some people just say, I can't talk to my spouse about money. I just can't do it. It turns into a fight. And I would argue that you're approaching it all wrong. If you start by listening and put in respect, you really can start a foundation for what comes next, which is compromise. Compromise will allow you to both feel comfort in how you handle your money. You don't have to agree on everything. In fact, you won't agree on everything. I promise you, you're not going to agree on everything. And that is okay because compromise is powerful. When you respect and you listen, you are more willing to compromise And compromising shows that you've really listened and that you really love your spouse and you're willing to make sacrifice on what brings you comfort to bring your spouse comfort as well. Compromise will build your marriage up in ways that something may have been missing. Hey, if someone is really listening and respecting me, I am willing to compromise any day of the week. Maybe we don't need to be saving 65% of our income. Or maybe we don't need that 37th pillow on our couch or our bed. There is not one single space for another pillow anyway. But maybe 
there are things that we can compromise about now to bring comfort to each of you. And if you can nail these three, if you can listen, if you can respect, and you can compromise, finally, you can commit. You can commit to two things. The first is a spending plan. If you're going to compromise, and if you're going to come up with some ideas on how you're going to spend your money together, now you need a plan. You need a spending plan to put this in action. If you don't have a plan, if you don't write the plan down, you know what's going to happen? You're going to sink right back where you were previously and have all kinds of tension and stress in your marriage because you don't have a spending plan. But if you make the spending plan together and you agree on how you're going to spend the money, at least for the next month, putting all that compromising in place, pinky swearing that this is the way we're going to spend our money the next month, you will be on track. So you both find comfort in what you're doing and you will build your marriage to places that you didn't think was possible. Now, I want you to go back to episode 137 and listen to setting up a budget in seven steps or setting up a spending plan. Because this will lay the foundation of all that you've talked about, of all the listening, of all the compromising. And then you need to meet about this. It's not just one money day. Now we're making the commitment to meet at minimum once a month to set the new budget. Or even better, at maximum once a week. So you can have little mini summit meetings about how you're doing and where you're going with this spending plan. Now, be sure to listen to episode 137 because you need to make sure that this is right and you're following the steps in order to create a spending plan and then following that spending plan through the month and then meeting at minimum once a month, maximum once a week. And the second step to commitment then is setting or making a retirement or financial freedom plan. I like to say financial freedom plan. I don't think we're ever going to retire, but I think we all aim to be financially free. That means more listening. That means more respecting. That means more compromising, figuring out what you want to do together in retirement, dreaming together. These are where you're going to come up with sometimes completely different ideas on what you think retirement looks like. That's why you need to start the conversation now. Because once you compromise and have set a plan in place, now we can figure out what is the required amount of saving that we need to do every month in order to accomplish all of our dreams. So if you're saving 50% of your income, but you find out after making a plan, why this plan is so important, because now maybe you figure out you only need to save 20% of your income to get there where you need to, maybe even by age 60, so you can accomplish all of your dreams. And now look, look at all this money that's left to buy more pillows. 
Okay, maybe not pillows, maybe more vacations. So now you have the comfort if you're the long-term saver because you know your plan is in place and you're going to accomplish it by saving 20% and now you're providing more comfort to your spouse, the one who wants comfort now. This is how we compromise. Or even better yet than buying all of these pillows, maybe now that you have the money set aside where you can start giving more than you've ever given before. And if you want to really feel comfort, start giving today. All right, where are you in your marriage right now? Do you and your spouse have fights about money? Do you have some disagreements at least? Are you being heard? Like, do you feel like your spouse is really listening to you? Do you guys have regular meetings about money? Are there other areas of your marriage that could be improved on other than marriage? Because really, you can use these steps in anything. The commitment part's going to be different, but the listening, oh, that's going to stay the same. The respecting, that's going to stay the same. The compromise, that is going to stay the same. The only thing different is the commitment. But if you're having some sort of money fights right now, I strongly urge you to start the conversation now and start it with a date night. Find a great time in a great place to listen to your spouse and to be heard by her. This is the first step and you will be well on your way to a stronger marriage where both of you will find an incredible amount of comfort because you both are on the same page. I mean, isn't that the best? Even when you're at work, when you're on the same page with your coworkers, when you're on the same page with your kids, when you're on the same page with your friends, and of course, when you're on the same page as your spouse, that is when you will win with money. If you have any questions at all about this show or setting up a spending plan or developing a retirement plan, I want you to reach out to me. Go to the website, bestinwealth.com and click on a quick 15-minute call or write me a message right from the website on the Connect Here page and tell me what's going on and I will do my best to help. But for now, I must go and I will see you all soon on the flip side. Bye-bye, everybody. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.